and all those alien ghosts. But did you know there is a much more secretive and little spoken of religious sect that is teeming with unbelievable happenings and hauntings? Tonight, the Unbelievers podcast looks at the rural areas of Pennsylvania in search of strange tales from one of the most isolated communities in the United States. A community that rejects technology and modern convenience in favor of committing to a simple life of faith and family in order to avoid the constant temptation of the devil. So strap on your bonnet and chin strap beards as we expose the dark side of the Pennsylvania Dutch. It's time for Amish Hauntings. Right here on the program, we continue to learn to unlearn everything you know. Hello and welcome to the Unbelievers Podcast. I'm your host, Russ Ryan. And joining me as always is my co-host, Drea Mora. Hello, Drea. Hey, Russ. How's it going? It's going great! And our soundboard engineer and producer, Rob Oakey. <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up, Rob, and his favorite sound clip, that random horse? <laughs> Honestly, it's one of my favorites, too. That was good. No, I just pulled up here. I just, I rode oh, a horse okay. to get Is that here. your buggy yeah. back yeah. there? He just right. pressed the lock button on his <laughs> yeah. horse. He set the alarm. Exactly. <laughs> well, look, I don't fool with no horses, boy, but I do fool with you guys, and I am, man, I'm so happy to be back. I'm sorry, every all the listeners, we were out for a week. Just things got busy, but, yeah, I felt yeah. a little lost this week. I'm ready to get back, and I, I we have to find out who's who's going to win this whole, we had this lake monster bash lake and bash. Monsters. Yeah, we're setting up this lake monster thing, and then we're ditching out on it. No, we're not. We're still here. <laughs> we gave you guys extra time to figure all that out. It just, it took that long. It was, it's that arduous of a battle. At this point, one of them is probably dead by now. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. Or maybe both of them. I don't know. I mean. We're to assume that, yeah, cool. that the, the two of them just have to keep going at it until we come <laughs> this in whole time and call the fight. Like, guys, guys. All right. Well, look, for, for how huge those lakes are, they can disappear for a good amount of time. It kind of makes sense. If it was a land battle, it'd be over in a matter of hours. And they but can swim through guys, the earth and stuff away. and. Dorku yeah, can... one one swam all the way to fucking Scotland and came back. So, what Dorku's do you want? got you great know? stamina. They're fine. <laughs> well, we, we'll get to that at the end of the show. That's a little teaser. But now we got to get into our new topic for this evening. Something a little different. It's time for Amish hauntings. <laughs> you better just run it to the chorus, Rob. 
As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain. But that's just perfect for an Amish like me. You know I shun fancy things like electricity. At 4.30 in the morning, I'm milking cows. Jebediah feeds the chickens and Jacob plows. Fool, and I've been milking and plowing so long that even Ezekiel thinks that my mind is gone. I'm a man of the land, I'm into discipline. Got a Bible in my hand and a beard on my chin. But if I finish all of my chores and you finish thine, then tonight we're gonna party like it's 1699. We've been spending most our lives living in an Oh, the other way. Can crank it down. Yes, of course. <laughs> the most on-the-nose song ever. It had oh, to be man. done. We had to get it over with. I'm, I'm glad. I, I feel like... I feel like we should have orchestrated this episode in order to play this song. Finally, <laughs> That's, that song holds a special place in my heart. I had a VHS Same. tape, um, Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> yes. VHS tape of like it had like five or six songs on it, and that was my favorite one. I know every single it's, word to that. It is it's fantastic. so good. <laughs> it is the single greatest Amish-related song that ties into the night. As you're gonna hear later, what there's a huge drop off after Weird Al's Amish Paradise. There's really nothing else. <laughs> what are we talking about? What is this Weird Al intro? Tonight, we will be discussing one of the most obscure corners of the paranormal world, Amish hauntings. But before we begin tonight's discussion, I just want it to be known that I have nothing against anyone's personal beliefs or particular faith. This program is not about ridiculing any specific <laughs> religion. But, but if we were to do that, the Amish <laughs> might be the safest to go at. I mean, how would they ever know? That's true. Yeah. yeah we're not really going to get any um, bad reviews from the no. Amish. They'd be I don't ostracized. I don't think we need to worry about offending anybody in this episode. I don't think they even know what a podcast is. Uh, nope. So, honestly. Yeah, I think we're fine. Might, think they we're fine. <laughs> they reject all technology. I think we're going to be okay with this one. But I never <laughs> suspected that this would even be a genre of the paranormal, this Amish hauntings, until I discovered a television show called Amish Hauntings. And this show, <laughs> this show aired on the Discovery Channel in 2014 for one season, one golden season, and we're just gonna have to. I wonder why. I wonder why only one season. It's all he needed. Come, what they couldn't find more. That's all. That, that's all they had. It was, was probably such a good show, though. We're going to find out how good it is. And here is a brief description of this series. Quote, members of the Amish community retell their haunted experiences they believe resulted from violating their religious laws. And I'm going to admit, I do not know very much about the Amish religion besides the rejection of technology and that they're located somewhere in Pennsylvania and whatever Weird Al is talking about in that song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about the finer points and doctrines of this faith. I'm going to ask you, Drea, have you ever yeah. met or even encountered an Amish person? You know, I actually haven't. And I mean, I'd be really excited to. I have so many questions, but I wouldn't want to come off as like offensive with them. So I'd be really casual about it. Yeah, same. What about you, Rob? You're way up there in the north. What is your experience <laughs> with the Amish? I, when I was younger, I went to Pennsylvania with my family and with some friends a couple of times. And I remember coming through Amish country and seeing them with their, their horse and buggies and thinking that it was a little unusual and not totally understanding it. And the only other <laughs> thing I really know, they have a very strange way of building a house. They like they build it like they put up the whole side of the house at once. It's a team it. effort. It yeah, seems to be reason. efficient, though. It, I, mean, I guess. They, they get that shit done. That's the only other real Amish thing I know is, is Okay, that. Yeah. Well, we don't know much, so we have a lot to unlearn and unpack in this. 
And to start, here's a little backstory on the Amish. The Amish are a group of traditionalist Christian church fellowships with Swiss, German, and Alation Anabaptist origins. They are known for simple living, plain dress, Christian pacifism, and slowness to adopt many conveniences of modern technology with a view to not interrupt family time nor replace face-to-face conversations whenever possible. And in the early 18th century, many Amish and Mennonites immigrated to Pennsylvania for a variety of reasons. Today, the Old Order Amish, the New Order Amish, and the Old Beachy Amish, they sound cool, as, as well as Old Order Mennonites, continue to speak Pennsylvania German, also known as Pennsylvania Dutch. And as of 2000, over 165,000 Old Order Amish live in the United States and about 1,500 in Canada. I don't have the number wow. on the beachy, Old Beachy That's Amish. Okay. I wonder what but, the difference is between their German and regular German. I mean, both kind of scary sounding languages to begin with, but <laughs> theirs sounds extra scary, the Amish version of it. We're going to hear some great Amish language. Pennsylvania Dutch is what they call it. It sounds very scary when men are talking, but I don't know, a little bit sexy <laughs> when the ladies are doing it. Which is a sin, then they should be cast out. For the right. Amish are out there, Drea, and in greater numbers than you might think. <laughs> and it makes sense that this old world, staunchly religious, period clothes wearing sets of the population would have some experience with the paranormal. It's exciting, eh? Oh, exciting. <laughs> eh? Yes. I, I think that's I, how they would understand it. Yay. <laughs> yeah, yay. I, I never really thought about it, but I guess it makes sense because everybody should have paranormal experiences, right? Even the Amish. they got to have superstitions I mean, you never thought of. I think of. they should. It's like you figure that the people who, you know, are like the most devout are going to be like protected from well, it that, somehow. And also less distractions. Like we're distracted True. by like television and computers and podcasts all the time. They don't have any of that. They're just That's 100% on alert all the time. That's a very good point. But think about the other side of it and how many times like the electricity from our all of our technology is what's the uh, like the, the medium. conductor of it. Yeah. 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 So and they don't have that. Possibly. So. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So many questions. Pros and cons. What you're saying, yeah. Rob, is this kind of like UFO Europe where the Amish like the sky is their TV? Is that <laughs> what you're getting at? Listen, we're going to get angry. Ang- we're going to get some angry letters from Lithuania. From who? I don't know. Whoever. Romania, I think it was. We're Romania. Yeah. That's where it was. Our Romanian listeners are going to be pissed. My Romanian listeners know what's up. They know I'm just ribbing them. They're actually <laughs> They're really just glad cool that you're it. picking on somebody else. Then They're then. happy we're talking about they them. They do have a lot in common with the Amish now that you say that. <laughs> Who's talking about them? But back to the Amish. Since this population is essentially cut off from the rest of the world, our only way of hearing their paranormal tales is through this great Discovery Channel program that we talked about, Amish Haunted. And here they are preparing us for all the intriguing Amish strangeness that lies ahead. The Amish seek to achieve eternal life with God. But the devil is stalking and tempting them at every turn. He can take many forms, whether a simple doll. Or the evil spell of a witch. A simple life can't always protect you from frightening paranormal encounters. Tales of strange and supernatural phenomena have been whispered among the Amish for centuries. Most of us Amish are forbidden from believing in ghosts. Now, for the first time ever, 
the Amish have opened a door into the part of their world that has always been hidden. Their tales of horror. Whoa. I don't think I've ever heard Pennsylvania Dutch being spoken before. Play soundboard one. This is very intimidating. in the hell und hemmet. Okay. Yeah. Fine. That's really say. intimidating. Calm down. <laughs> he sounds very sure of himself. <laughs> he is. I translated that for you guys. That what he's saying there is never forget that or sin and hellfire shall befall you. in the hell und hemmet. He definitely sounds like how I would be reading it when I don't know a language that I'm reading. I mean, if you're a demon or a ghost, these are the people you go after, right? This is like the old, old world, old world oh, occult, sure. you know, warrior kind of things. I can see the Amish getting up to all kind of stuff. They're just not telling us enough Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine, though, if there was like, say, one spokesperson for all of the Amish people who had who was allowed they to could have do a everything? <laughs> no, yeah. that's it. Then it doesn't count. Well, there must be because he made this show. And so we're very yeah, lucky. Exactly. Yes. So it's only apparently, six episodes. He got shunned. Apparently they're they're. There are some technologies that the Amish are allowed to to utilize as long as it's going back to their business and furthering their community and keeping it alive because they realize and they, they I guess they got like an OK pass from from God. And so it's like, all right, we realize that the times are changing. And if you got to you got to have some kind of cutting edge. And so they're allowed to have flip phones. I don't know about hold on. Hold on. I don't know about that is we're going to hear. They seem really, really strict <laughs> to, to at least till when this came out in what, 2014 or something. What were you going to say? It Rob? depends on the neighborhood. Yeah, there's no like, I don't know. There's no medium to it. There's like some of them are blurred out their faces. Some of them aren't. Some of them like when they when a car drives by with the camera, they hide their faces. Other ones, mm-hmm. they're openly speaking to the camera and giving like these testimonials. So there's yes. like, there's no like medium here. Like, I don't understand who decides oh my God. Who, who's allowed to be on TV, who, who gets their face blurred. Like, have I you guys ever seen that TV show that was all about basically tempting the teens during Rumspringa? Yes. And being yeah, like, it was one of my Breaking favorites. Amish, right? Yeah. Breaking Amish. Yeah, that's what it's called. A terrible name for a show. One of the better them. reality shows that there's probably ever been <laughs> it was, was Breaking very Amish. Very interesting. Because, yeah, it's like you said, it kind of gets to see that. I, I think it's neat that they give people, uh, young people, an opportunity to go and experience the full world. And if, hey, if you want to come back, cool. Well, that, we'll take yeah, you back. If I was kind of let down. Then yeah, go to we, hell. Don't, we don't have any <laughs> cool stories of Amish teens breaking. This is not what this is. <laughs> this is strictly the, the haunted version. That's what that show got shut down. This show got shut down. So let's <laughs> find out everywhere. why. Because as we heard in the description, these stories of Amish horror, these are the result of people breaking the laws of the Amish religion. And you might be wondering, what laws could be broken that would result in paranormal happenings? Let's hear about it from a woman named Mrs. Evans, a non-Amish person who was neighbors with a devout Amish family named the Laps. And she would cause quite a stir by breaking a sacred law of the Amish religion. I lived in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, next to the Laps for years. They just were a very kind, devout Amish family, decent, hardworking people. But um, I do find some of the Amish practices strange at times. The Ordnung is clear. There shall be no graven images. That means no photographs or paintings of people. And for Amish children, it means their dolls shall not bear faces. The featureless doll offers a lesson that all are equal in God's eyes. Our elders say that we should never make a copy of the human face. 
because in the Bible it says, Thou shalt have no graven image before me. To reproduce a human likeness is to defy God and his word. A doll with a face is an affront to the Almighty and will crack the door to Satan and his minions. Whoa. I have never, I have never heard this. The Amish do not allow dolls to have faces, which (laughs) that is actually creepier than a normal doll. A doll with no face is way more terrifying. I would be saying this. I'd be going. (laughs) They had no faces. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God! Right? It's it is more terrifying to not have a face. And if anything, to me, that's offering more of an invitation to like Satan or whatever to put their face or whatever fucking shit they want to put on there. This is why Amish kids are so weird to begin with. You were you if you're a kid growing up, your fa- which was your favorite doll? Yeah, like old no face over there and no face boy. It's <laughs> oh, so yeah. weird. I don't know. Play soundboard too. I don't know, maybe this is in there. I liked how she tried to explain it. Because in the Bible it says, Thou shalt have no graven image before me. It, okay, the Bible says it does say that in the Bible. It does say that, but I always took that like graven to mean, and this is the problem with the Bible and how it gets translated in so many different languages that there's gonna be things lost in translation. When I hear graven, I'm thinking putting into stone like statues, like making an idol of it. But I kind of get what they're coming from. I don't get it at all. I don't understand the point of this rule. <laughs> I don't think it's a good rule. I think it's a stupid rule. I'm sorry, yeah, Amish I think, people. Look, I think it's stupid too. But like, it's it's is it. <laughs> <laughs> to just take away individuality it's just like you're just a faceless thing mm-hmm. you're just a body walking around just a I, working thing oh you're just another cog in the machine way to go Amish you feel good about that I, I feel guess like you do. it's just a rule for the sake of there being a rule just like to make things more difficult to control just things. to control things is really what it's about it's not really about which the is what most religion it's is just about controlling the people and being Amish ain't so right. easy man they make a hard road for themselves <laughs> and they stick to it is there such thing as Amish paradise what happens nope. if they see a picture of Jesus is that like complete blasphemy? No, or, he's got no face. No, because that's he's got God. No face. Just faceless just... Jesus. Yes, <laughs> that's cool. Well, apparently that's well, God, right? Son of God is. Can he have a beard? Because they like beards. Yes, sure. yes. So, a beard is oh, not totally a face. Allowed to have a beard. Yeah. So face beard. I mean, no face. <laughs> beard. A beard, beard without a face. It's the new <laughs> Billy Idol song. Yeah. You should see how they uh, they edited the Shroud of Turin. It was real weird. They but they real <laughs> they really nail home this whole fear of doll faces as they talk about the Lap family's daughter Sarah and her relationship with dolls. Sarah loved her doll and never yearned for one with a face because anything that bears a human face, including something as innocent as a child's doll, could open the door to something evil. This is a lesson the Lap family would learn the hard way. Faces? Who needs them? That's what Sarah says when they ask about her doll, yeah. I mean, they're probably, they should be okay with masquerades then, yeah, and like those weird sex parties. like uh, So, so weird. Eyes wide open or whatever. She never wanted I for a doll. She never like needed a face on her doll. She was perfectly happy <laughs> with her faceless doll. She never yearned for a face to look at. Because no. she never had one with a face. <laughs> she didn't know they existed. She doesn't yeah. know the, the joy of having a, a doll with a face. This is fucking sad. It's weird. It's like, I don't know, mirrors are totally not. Accepted, I'm guessing. They don't really oh, no. we didn't touch that really in this. I well, didn't that's, know. that's why there's no like makeup allowed or beautification, because if you know that you can look in, and see anything that's more beautiful than, I guess, God, like you're going to hell. I don't know. So you guys, so... you guys had never heard of this law, this whole ban on dolls faces. You had never Not, heard. This? Yeah. The particular 
Dolls' faces? No, I never really thought about it. See, I had never heard of this either. The closest thing that I ever heard of, did you guys know that E.T. dolls are against the law in France? Oh, good, they should be. <laughs> I've heard this for a while. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this is true <laughs> or not. Gross. This has gone around the internet for a long time. Maybe it's from a true article, but I'm going to quote it here. Quote, it is illegal to sell an E.T. doll in France. They have a law forbidding the sale of dolls that do not have human faces. <laughs> it goes on. France, which is a country that is known for creating some of the most lovely porcelain dolls in the world, has a strict oh. law involving the creation and sale of dolls. All over the country, it is illegal to sell dolls that do not have human faces. This means that if dolls have human bodies, their faces must also be easily recognized as humans. <laughs> and as a result, you will never see a doll in France that looks like an alien or other kind of non-human or creature. Shrek. No matter the shop, any dolls that are sold must have faces that are humans. Aww. But this... This Amish version, it's a little more extreme. You can't draw a Bigfoot or an alien. You can't have anything. You can't have any features at all. So this is all of France. I've seen some really ugly people that look like E.T., though. So wh who's to say that that's not a human face yeah. on E.T.'s Exactly, face? Rob. Where Who do you draw the line? That? Like, is there literally in there's a courthouse in France somewhere where they have like they have <laughs> like a list court, of cases. Yeah. They're like, bring the doll forward. And they're like, does it look like a human face? Mm. Yeah, and then they're like, well, Send here's my evidence. And they bring like their nephew or something. It's like, look, my nephew is as ugly as this doll. So yeah, it's, it's a doll of him. I got it at whatever. Yeah. I ordered it online. I sent a picture. My it's God. not an alien. I promise. <laughs> is that really a, a actual law? That's I think upheld? it is. There's a lot of ugly laws out there. I googled it right now just to see if like try to it's double real, fact it's check. Out there. It does say on Google when you type it in, it says it is illegal to sell an I ET doll you. in France. They do have yes. a, a law forbidding the well, sale yeah. of dolls that do not have it's human faces. Like, it's true. It's also <laughs> illegal to kill a Bigfoot or shoot at a Bigfoot in Washington. But it's one of those silly laws. Like I want to know if this ever actually gets contested. And brought up in court. I don't know any French we'll unbelievers. Up. We'll, I'm going to uh, look yeah, we'll into this. We'll follow up next episode and see if there's been anybody arrested <laughs> we'll for. We'll I am dying of curiosity. Human faces. Yes. <laughs> but back to the story now. We have young Amish girl Sarah Lap. Her birthday is approaching. Young Sarah is very excited. And here is her best friend, Miriam Fisher, with another fun fact about the Amish. But Sarah was especially fidgety that day. She knew her birthday was the next day, and she had been praying to get a pony for as long as I can remember. Getting a pony is probably one of the best gifts that any Amish child could get. I mean, I think that's the best present in our Anybody world, too. Can get yeah, you would love to have a pony, right, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> That's what no, I thought. See, he's got one, and that was the best day of his life. Yeah, what do you think I've been riding around on this whole time, dude? It's my little pony. And that doesn't it's really set the on. She'll like only Amish kids. I'm like, yeah, if, here everyone, everybody, oh, oh, kids. A lot of kids wants ponies. It's not. I that. guess it's kind of like. Yeah. It has no face, though. You wait, the pony's on face, <laughs> Well, because the face doesn't look like God, so that's fine. Unless God has a horse face. It's a much more realistic goal if you're an Amish kid, though, because it's like, right. you're definitely not getting an Xbox. You're not getting a PS5. It's, it's you like could getting possibly a car. get a pony, though. Right? Like, on your Sweet 16, it's like getting a freaking, like, like a, 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 a like, beetle, dang. a VW bug or something, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they got that's, a pony. Yeah. So we heard earlier from the Lap family's non-Amish neighbor, that Mrs. Evans. You guys remember her. Mrs. Evans, she's a spinster who has a weird relationship with the young birthday girl, Sarah. And here's some more about their weird relationship. <laughs> Mrs. Evans is a widow who feels a close bond with her young neighbor, Sarah Lap. 
I think Mrs. Evans never had children of her own, and I think she really wanted to have a girl like Sarah. Sarah was very excited this morning because Mrs. Evans told her that she had a gift for her, and it was a gift that Sarah had never seen the likes of before. I have something for you. Come here. Happy birthday. The present was wrapped in this gaudy wrapping paper. Sarah was just drawn to the gift like a moth to the flame. It's just like an Englisher to do something garish. <laughs> yeah, it's just typical. Oh, those what, what, Englishers. Wouldn't almost everything be considered garish to an Amish person? It's like, ooh, <laughs> a jacket with a zipper. All right, Mr. Big Shot. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, aluminum foil, a way to be shiny about your food. <laughs> and literally any wrapping paper that had anything on it was going to be gaudy wrapping paper <laughs> yeah. to these oh, people. Oh, the funny section. Oh, <laughs> oh, you have scotch tape. Okay. In the reenactment, it's actually just yellow wrapping paper. And they're like, I was <laughs> expecting like, it to great. be like, Real crazy looking. Nope. And they said gaudy. <laughs> Honestly, it was kind of ugly, but yeah, that it was pretty, whatever. They was, weren't designers. I mean, fine. they, I'm assuming. It's it was gaudy. People, do you think Amish people wrap gifts with yeah, wrapping paper when they don't. give it to each other? Do they, they give might each other? pony. That's the only thing they're hey, giving man. each other is ponies. They're not wrapping <laughs> those should, things one, up One, you pigs. should wrap a pony. But also, I mean, what were, uh, look at how people received gifts back in the day, like with the Yule Tide, you got it in a fucking sock. Cardboard you put paper. Your socks. <laughs> Just brown cardboard chimney. paper wrapped up in, yeah. like, the sure. most plain presents it's ever. Wrapped in, like, carrot peels or something. <laughs> look, I, <laughs> I'm easy to impress. I just, I appreciate a good old, like, uh, hey, why don't you reach into my pocket and find your gift? I'm I'm fine with that. It's but easy. Hey, you it's can't, like, throw a gift card at an Amish person, though, you know? Like, no, no they, they don't know how to use it. Exactly. Try it. Drea, put yourself in young Sarah's, you know, shoes. She's got, or wh- she whatever shoes? she's wearing, no okay. shoes. But put your, put you in young Sarah's simple Socks. cobbled shoes together. Her wooden shoes. And we're gonna go back to that wrapping paper. That that okay. would probably look great to you. But the that wrapping yeah. paper, that was the only only the beginning of this. Because unfortunately, Mrs. Evans, she was not aware of this no faces on the dollies law. <laughs> And unwittingly caused more chaos than she could possibly imagine. But the wrapping paper around Mrs. Evans' gift is the least of their problems. (laughs) What lies inside is the true abomination. Sarah didn't do anything wrong. She was given a gift by the Englisher. I had one just like it when I was your age. (laughs) Well, I could see from Iva that... She was clearly ready to go. Thank you. Though Mrs. Evans meant well, she couldn't have known that an ornate doll with a face not only stands against Amish beliefs, but its very presence could open a doorway to evil in the Lapp family's home. This doll that was given to Sarah was an open invitation to Satan. Oh. This poor woman, Miss Evans, she's just trying to be a good, I don't know, aunt, English friend, but Person. she makes the most terrible gift choice possible. <laughs> something with a face. The way they, they describe it, they make it sound like she gifted this kid Annabelle or something. Or like a fucking Ouija board or something. Yeah, it's literally like an American girl doll. Yeah, what if the, what if she got on Legos and it has like the little guys with the innocent little smiley face? They just uh-uh. turn, they've learned to turn Invitation the face the other them. way and put a hat on them so they I have no face. I used to do that. Yeah, I used to do that, but just so that I could sharpie on my own face on the backside. Oh, I thought you were going to double down and be like, I'm kind of with you. Be like, nope, I'm just <laughs> shoving it in the Amish's face. Well, no, it, look, if it's a creepy doll, I would turn the face around just so I didn't have to see it. So it's like, like a monkey face and monkey figure and this is an eight feet height. <laughs> 
forgot about monkey face. Dang, deep <laughs> cut. Job, I don't even remember that one. There's a monkey face. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Very good. I don't know where that came from. So oh, Miss Evans, Miss Evans gives Sarah the doll. Everyone is just aghast, and the mom, <laughs> the mom did try and stop the doll with a face from entering their house. Unfortunately, her Amishness would not allow her to protest that much. So whatever, Sarah just takes the doll home. <laughs> the mom has nothing to really say, and the dad, he would have to handle this situation on its own. Come on, dad. Her father Samuel's only hope was to destroy it before its evil penetrated his family. The doll was an invitation for the devil to enter their home. My mother absolutely played a big role in this. She allowed Sarah to bring the doll into the house. My mother opened the door wide open to the demon and just made a highway straight to hell. Sarah had this look in her eyes. It was really eerie. Though the doll is destroyed, the door to evil is now open. What comes through would bring true horror to the Laps home and community. Man, they really throw the mom under the bus. Mom, <laughs> you opened up a highway to hell by letting her take this doll home. She's yeah. on a highway to hell. <laughs> like, just because, like, you weren't completely rude and, like, slapped the gift out of her hands and everything. Like, you just tried to be a decent person and, nope, opened a highway to hell. You're how, the worst. Uh, how bored are demons that they're worried about a girl getting a doll in a face? I mean, <sighs> But That's the, dad, the thing, man. The dad, not, you guys watched this, right? How great was yes. this, right, Jared? Yes. It was oh, it was amazing. He like he's so dramatic. I mean, people accuse women of being like the super dramatic ones, and he's just like, Satan's in our house now because the doll's here. That doll is literally a demon. Like the oh. reenactments are pretty great. The reenactments. Play soundboard three. Because dad took the reins and he said, Maha, Inik, grow up in the dinga! All right. I'm sorry. Down, Hitler. It's like, yeah, we'll get rid of it. The dinga? Well, I wonder what dinga Gru- means. the dinga? It sounds like he's like, grabbing the dick or something. I don't know. I don't know. Grab that means. doll by the dick and toss Grab it out of the window now. <laughs> get it out of this house. But the doll Grup was the destroyed dinga. by the father. Immediately. Man, imagine you're this girl and you finally get something cool for your birthday for once that isn't a, a living animal you have to take care of. <laughs> and, and then your dad just completely freaks out and kills it. But despite this family, they're trying to avoid all things lavish. They have the next day a very big birthday party for Sarah. The evil of the face doll is already present, though. They're feeling this <laughs> evil because the doll has been brought in. There's an evil lurking over her birthday. The, do- the Whatever the evil is, it even blew out the candles of the cake, which is kind of a dick move <laughs> when, wow. for a kid. Yeah. And she's probably just upset that her freaking her doll got ruined. Like, no wonder there's an, like a heavy feeling. She's pissed. There's a ghost out here stealing wishes. What a dick. <laughs> ghost stole her wish. And after he got a wish to use, this happened. My parents, they didn't know what to do. Sarah? The Laps have their own birthday surprise for Sarah. The pony she had longed for. The family hopes the lavish gift will help Sarah forget about the doll. Me avenge thee a good birthday. <laughs> they are wrong. Sarah! Every child just dreams of this. Some never get a pony at all. And here, Sarah, at eight years old, got a pony, and she wanted nothing to do with it. I had warned Iva not to mix with the Englishers. If she wouldn't have known the Englisher or left Sarah go over to their house, this wouldn't happen. Yeah, they're sticking with the isolationist policy here. And according to the I am Amish, but she got her pony. She got the thing she dreamed of the most. 
but she doesn't even care. <laughs> they brought the pony in, but she didn't even care because of this doll with a face that got destroyed. And th- didn't the brother, didn't he sound a little bit jealous there that his sister got a oh, pony? Yeah. He's like, wow, she actually got the pony? Like, they told me we, like, we couldn't afford ponies, but here we are. <laughs> Yeah, most people don't get ponies because most people don't really ask for them. That's some most Amish people... lavishness. They're trying uh, yeah. to they're trying to make up for having to destroy her doll. And I can't play soundboard four. I cannot help myself with these Amish dad quotes. This one's the best. If you have a birthday, feel free to request this and pull results from us. Me have injured a good birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. It, it just felt so enthused and from the bottom of the heart. I have yeah. no idea what he's talking about, but it involves your birthday. So yeah, good I, birthday. Heard, I, heard, I heard good a birthday. Good a birthday, man. Good a birthday. birthday. Yeah, don't worry about the doll I killed. Boom, the good a birthday. It's like, all right, dad. He sounded like, pony? I hope that I can avenge for you a good birthday. Well, it didn't work because after <laughs> after this, where the ghost is blowing out her candles, her doll is destroyed, Sarah started spiraling into madness after the whole doll face birthday Englishman surprise. Her changes <laughs> in attitude and physical changes, they caught the attention of the local Amish bishop who paid a visit to the Lap family in the dead of night to confront this apparent evil in the community. The bishop broke out Sarah's brown penmanship book from school. We had all taken out our penmanship books to practice our alphabet, and the teacher had been walking around the room looking at everybody's work when I saw her stop at Sarah's desk and read what Sarah had written. She just started shaking, and she had horror written on her face. They're burning into hell? They're burning into hell? How could an eight-year-old write something so evil and so cold? There was no explanation of what was happening to Sarah other than she was definitely being run by demons. Yeah, definitely demons. These dolls are bad news, man. And I, there's so many clips in this. Play soundboard five. I love how freaked out the bishop was. He was just like, oh. They're burning into hell? They're burning into hell? <laughs> I mean, that's going to be what us after, like, summarily dissing the Amish for so long. But whatever. I like that one a lot. I love the having to repeat the line. Like, to burning into hell. That's what that's what Sarah's writing in her journal. She's right. To burning into hell. To burning into hell. The bishop is just blown away because she got a doll with a face. Yeah. I mean, like, look. Clearly, that's the only gateway to hell because so many other, you know, pious people in all kinds of religions totally are just overrun by demons. Because did they they just run out of stuff to ban? Did they just run out of stuff that was like, I don't know, and dolls can't have faces either. Nothing can. No, I think it's I just like know. a deep seated. Just I, I would normally, I would think that everybody just wants. Th- they've been banning this from the very beginning. It sounds like she's turning into a real Janet Hodgson. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. You know what I'm okay. saying. All right, all right. okay, okay. Come okay Rob, calm on. down, calm down. To throw back, to throw back. I don't remember. I the real ones will remember. Oh man, so- I'm not a real one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shit. <laughs> no, oh, that's the conjuring. That's the uh, you remember that Janet was, Hodgson. Janet oh. was talking with the demon. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That member. If it said How Enfield, you... Enfield. Yes, yes. Got you. Very good. I can't remember good. every last name, you guys. You have to. <laughs> so, yeah, we have to learn so many names it's just every bad. week. I can tell you all about all these bishops' names and Sarah and the laps <laughs> and their dad. Too many names in this. But let's get back to people that don't have an actual name. The bishop. He's that's easy to remember. The bishop. This bishop, he decides to take Sarah from her house because she's bur- talking about burning into hell, burning into hell. <laughs> and they keep her in a prayer center for some old-fashioned Amish re-education. Their Rehab. hope 
is to rid Sarah of this ungodly hold that this doll with a face now has on her. And the Lapp family was shunned from the community for six weeks for breaking the sacred rule of the Amish. The Amish do not mess around. You bring a doll in your house, six weeks, get out of there. That weird spinster, a weird spinster (laughs) gives you the wrong gift, Drea. Six weeks of shunning. (laughs) Dude, I'm going to be that weird spinster someday. It's going to be so sad for me. Stay out of Pennsylvania. I don't know what to tell you. This is why I don't feel bad about us being a little harsh with these Amish is because they're very harsh. They're so harsh to each other that like that's yeah, the uh, you want to play that game. Then we're going to play the same game with you. Well, we're going to shun you, but opposite of that. Oh, wow. Now, I'll saying? welcome them into my home and they can take a look at all of the dolls that I have that have faces. <laughs> now scare them and off. How that'll I be, don't have demons. Yeah, here. I'll be out of there in a second. Or do I? A shunning. This affects this family very negatively. They cannot interact with any other Amish, so they can't make any hay or money at all during this time. (laughs) And while in isolation with no income and Sarah is off at the re-education program, the doll-faced spirit returns and it attaches itself to the youngest son, Jeremiah. Maybe it's the same Jeremiah from that song. The father tries to get help, but due to Jebediah. them being shunned, that wasn't happening. No one would even help you while you were shunned. And so when the father returns, this happens. From what I heard, it looked like a slaughterhouse. All Mr. Lapp could do was pray that his family was still alive. My father found my mother in a state of utter shock. Who is Jeremiah? My father was unable to do anything because he was so scared. When the bishop discovers Sarah's old rag doll under her bed, he sees that a face has been made from bloodied animal teeth and entrails. The horrific sight makes it clear that hell itself now has a direct path to the lap's home. A very doll-based belief system, and I had no idea. So (laughs) Sarah's old doll, she had a faceless one. It now has entrails and, like, old teeth inside of it. This is some Amish strangeness. It's like, dude, imagine what would have happened if they would have just let her have the doll. And then, like, now they've pissed off whatever they think it is that's attached. And, like, just I don't know. I think Miss Evans kind of screwed things up a little bit. I think Miss Evans a little bit to blame for bringing this I in. Guess. I guess. I guess you're not a real Englisher. It did feel kind of like they deprived this little girl of, like, you know, something that she wanted and pushed her over the edge to the point where now she's putting weird faces on dolls. Cause Why is every, I thought this yeah. would be oh, one yeah. where like we would stay crazy. <laughs> I thought we would stay kind of away from, I'm like, Oh, Amish stuff. We're not going to talk about guts. It was like, they had entrails and old teeth stuck. It's like, all right, calm down. Everything's got to be gross. And if, you, <laughs> if you thought dolls with entrails for faces are gross, Jeremiah will stop you right there. Jeremiah was acting like a demon possessed kid. He had taken one of their pigs and killed it and had taken the pig head and put it on his face. Okay, pig man. And he was covered in blood. The bishop knows that he has to do a exorcism on Jeremiah and he knows he needs to do it immediately. An Amish exorcism is a battle between a church bishop and a demon within a living person. The rite involves intense prayer in an effort to drive out the diabolical spirit from its victim. Ah, Amish exorcism. So just like any other exorcism where a but religious figure Exactly, dude. We should go find the pig man. <laughs> Not this one, Rob. Yeah, Jeremiah went full <laughs> pig man. This, this <laughs> so the doll spirit now has the other son cutting a pig's head off. It's This is 
this is really, really, this is Amish strangeness. Oh, and this all came because of a freaking doll. Because <laughs> it had a face. Because a woman who is a neighbor was trying to be nice and give a little girl a doll. Something that, that's English-er. the gateway to hell. Yeah, an yeah. Englisher. I'm sorry. Not just a neighbor, an Englisher brought yeah. this girl a doll. Can you imagine if it was another Amish that just like drew a little that smiley face happen. on a piece of paper? No, I gave my little niece an E.T. doll last week. You son of a I bitch. I could be in jail if I lived in France right You're now. You're not you French. And Rob there could be a demon doll. in her house also. You should be in jail for that, for, for many other things. <laughs> let's just yeah, say, let's worst. just, going forward, let's everyone just rethink any doll transactions you make with any, either young people <laughs> oh, or old people, and no, people in France, good. people in Pennsylvania, Mike Army might have to come in, and I know we have <laughs> our leader is up there in Pennsylvania. Listen, out of the three of us right now, sure. only one of us has a doll on their desk within like three feet of them. So oh, God, um, I'm just going to say doll. that. And she it's does fine. have a face. So I don't know Look, what the fuck Japanese you're doing demon. over there, Russ, but you're playing Honestly, with fire, Honestly, and that dude. doll is the creepiest. No, so. she's the, she, she brings actually good luck. All these all these great episodes you hear and all this fun stuff we do. <laughs> good really luck helps. With that evil face. <laughs> great inspiration for the show. But they do an Amish exorcism. Like I said, just like every other exorcism, just an Amish one. The exorcism worked. Jeremiah was cleansed of all demons and pig parts and whatever entrails might have fallen on him. It was a happy ending for him. But what about Sarah? Well, she was freed from the Amish prayer center. Sarah returns from the prayer center, grateful to be among her family again. They prayed that her demons were finally cast out for good. It was like a cloud had been lifted. Sarah was back to herself, just being happy. And to this day, we still keep in touch. Sarah never came over again. I was really <laughs> sad. I just wanted to get Sarah a beautiful dog, a doll as beautiful as she was. I miss her so much. I miss that friendship with Sarah. I miss the friendship I had with my neighbors. Hey, well, too bad, Miss Adams, you old creep. You know, lo lonely <laughs> adults, lonely adults should not be befriending strange children and breaking religious law. She screwed this whole wow, entire so family I guess we should have. So we never should have made this podcast. Is that what you're saying, Russ? We oh, like, so you guys are the strange children strangers. I reached wow. out to? <laughs> Damn, no, we're all lonely Grant. strangers. We're, <laughs> we're well, all just a bunch of lonely strangers who never should have befriended each other because now we've come up with this horrible portal to hell. Like, I'm not giving you guys birthday presents. I have always thought of Russ <laughs> as, like, my Amish father, in a way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's very, true. very strict on Rob. Yes, I'm always. I, I feel like I'm the one. Him. I feel like I'm the one who's like the least in touch with technology and everything. And you guys are just like tainting me with these horrible gifts that have faces on them. Well, you're and like you're obviously the little girl in this situation. Yeah, exactly. You're this is a the, the now haunted little I'm, child. I don't I'm want never going to have on. the demons out of my house. And any Englishers listen to this. Don't send Dre any dolls. All right, we're too far away from each other. <laughs> at least honestly, that. please just don't. With, <laughs> no, none with faces. At least, please. Don't, no, oh, none. Yeah. I don't even want Send them with faceless. no faces. Send her yeah. faceless are... doll. Come on. Oh, God. Yes. All right. <laughs> Make sure that's a thing. That I want to see horrible. a lot of faceless dolls sent right as well. I feel like Keep a faceless busy. doll suddenly becomes more like a voodoo doll. Exactly, Rob. Like, okay, the whole idea about dolls in general, I, I can't get my head beyond the fact that they think that the fact that this girl got a doll is what got the demon in there. Like, a doll is just a doll. Look at how many people get dolls all it's across the world. That face Everywhere. is blasphemous. They don't want to see that. But, but Sarah the faceless ones are scarier. They're a bunch of Zach Baggins, these fuckers. They're all creeps yeah, out dolls. there anyway. They think faceless dolls are awesome. That makes them even super creepier. That's why we're talking about it. <laughs> exactly. But, they're all creepy. 
And they're mean to each other. This is the nicest thing that's ever happened in the Amish is us talking shit about them. So, (laughs) but Sarah gets out. Sarah's all good. She gets to go back to her same old boring life. And hey, you know what? I bet that pony is looking like a pretty great gift about now. At least she can come home and go, well, at least I actually got the pony. So maybe this all kind of worked out in the end. You know that oh, pony no. was put to work like instantly. The next morning, they were just like, "All right, it's time to go to work, pony." They put like, clean up your mess. Oh, I'm just, I'm just thinking about like horrible movie scenarios where the the pony ends up getting killed and stuff. I don't. That want to doesn't think about happen. That. No, no, no ponies God. were hurt in this making of Amish haunting. And this ending was happy. It was a very happy ending for the Lat family, but a legacy of fear still lingers in the Amish community. No matter how many times the Amish community hears of the Lap family's ordeal with the demonic, there will always be a little Amish girl who longs to look into the eyes of a doll with a real face. To this day, grown men can no longer walk past an English doll without shuddering. Whoa! Oh, creepy <laughs> doll faces! Yeah. Yeah, the, the Amish guys are, are now all scared of any doll with a face. It's a real weird turnaround as we're talking about like a no-face doll would freak us out. But this has left a legacy. Now, now it really, really, really drummed home the message that face dolls, no good in the Amish. It's just, it's all so ridiculous that I, it's another example to me, like when you put so much fear and importance on something, that that's what opens the window or door or whatever. I, I don't think this well, looks like a face. It is a face. It is a face. It's, it's, it's <laughs> in a frame. It's in a frame. It's, That's oh even God. scarier because they don't like pictures either. Yeah, but Dre, none, of none of that. Yeah. Dre, do you have any final thoughts on this story of Amish haunting and dolls with faces? Yes, I think they brought it on themselves. Like, like I was just saying, I really think it's one of those things where when you make the biggest deal about something, whatever it is you're most afraid of is seeing that as your weakness. Well, whose and fault so is it? Is it Miss Evans fault. or the mom? No, it's the it's all of their fault. It's the fault of their faith, you know. So it was to, the devil to build work. something up. Yeah, sure. The devil was sowing <laughs> sowing unrest and and, and getting the all these. The devil ladies. was minding his own business, and then somebody said, "Oh, I hope I never receive a doll with a face." And he's like, "Uh huh, there's my in." So it's on them. They do. You got to present the dad very positive in this. What does he play soundboard one again? Because he's the, he immediately when he sees it, he's just like. Get out. <laughs> so what about, uh, what about you, Rob? Any final thoughts on this doll with face? Um, I don't know. It does sound like the sort of story that someone could kind of like reverse engineer from just like the rule of dolls not being allowed to have faces. It's like, well, what would happen then if you gave them one with the face? Like, oh. all hell would break loose and it would turn into fucking right? a demon like, horror Rob, story. You've had, you've had a doll with a face. But um, I've also, had many dolls with a face. But this, but this show does come off a little. Uh, maybe I'm just, I, I, get, I, get, I get tricked a lot. I know that. You're a mark. I don't get tricked. They, yeah, I'm very proud. I'm very proud. Prowl and I don't get tricked. I'm like, watch these he guys. They're trying to mark. trick you. And they're like, yeah, we know, idiot. No. But I, I don't this know, show man. might be tricking me. I do think the show might be real. These people seem like they are authentically Amish. They very one guy. Well, that I'll say that for the next story. But they just it seems very authentically Amish. They're easily spooked. Sure. Like horses. Like ponies. Parts of it do seem very authentic. And I know there's probably gonna be someone who's like, this guy's 
doesn't believe anything too skeptical but i think some parts of it <laughs> do seem like it could be authentic like the one woman who says that uh the bible says that uh they're not allowed to have faces <laughs> sure. or whatever she said um no she, graven images i sure. believe that mm -hmm. she's probably mm -hmm. amish i believe she's that one definitely amish. the Absolutely. woman who told the story though I wasn't really too convinced, especially in the end when she was like, I miss my neighbors and I miss that little girl. I was like, do you really, though? I don't know. She seems fake. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's Mrs. Evans trying to save face because she, she was trying to, to get rid of them. This. She's like, these sure. weird little neighbor girls. I'm tired of them. I'm going to give them a doll with a face. Maybe there's something to like the idea of there being like a void of anything in this household. Like there's so much nothingness that like a demon might take advantage of it and be like, this is prime location. And if I could just find a ticket in up. Oh, they got a doll with a face. There's my ticket. Boom. Exactly. Maybe, I don't know. Yes. Exactly. The re these regional demons, Drea, they are so bored in this area. They're like, oh, finally something <laughs> we can do. These people are so staunchly. What are they so religion. afraid of? What could I latch on to? Oh, the thing that you're most afraid of? It's it's classic. Yeah. It's like your own mind working against you. Yeah, a doll it's with not a even face. malicious. It's not even malicious. They kind of just their politeness stops them from, you know, thinking straight. Mm -hmm. They're like, I, the mom doesn't stop the doll from going home. So that's Look, our first tale. But yeah, we're bottom line, dolls are scary. <laughs> Dad, bottom line, we believe all of this, and dolls are scary, <laughs> especially the ones with faces now. I'm getting, I'm getting more scared of those. Let's move on to another Amish hauntings. And remember, these Amish hauntings, they are caused by Amish people breaking their own religious laws. So let's see what law gets broken this time. I'm sure Englishers laugh at us Amish and think we're odd for our views on modern conveniences like electricity. Englishers use technology to spread hate and violence. We don't want that in our community. Not to mention how lazy those conveniences make them. We feel it's an open invitation for evil and sin. Daniel Gingrich and his wife Sarah are about to find out that electricity will light their path to hell. <laughs> this this is the big one. We can finally learn what really happens when an Amish dares to dabble in the dark art of electricity. Are you guys excited? Oh, yeah. Hell I love yeah. electricity. I have a question, though. I have a question real quick. Sure. Is the path to hell, is that like the sidewalk on the highway to hell? It seems like it, and it's well lit. It starts yeah. in your heart, which belongs light. to Jesus. That's where it starts. It just sounds like that's a really good city infrastructure. Like, good on them. I just noticed, nope. I was like, "There's, we've already been to the highway, now we've been to the path. Where mm -hmm. else are we going? They use every cliche you could think of to talk about demons coming to get you. <laughs> so, they said it's going to be electricity. What do you guys think it's going to be? You think someone's going to, like, electric tie rack, electric sports bra? What could it be? Oh God! Oh, like what the medium of this? Yeah. What do you think be? this is gonna be? Um, what electricity? Because you guys haven't seen this it's one. Gonna, I, I think it's gonna be photography, maybe. All right. What about Ooh. you, Rob? What electricity is gonna lead to the the highway to hell or whatever they said there? <laughs> I'm gonna say it's a lamp. Okay, Rob goes toys, lamp. Well, let's see who. I will love the lamp. Sure. <laughs> the electricity sinners in this story they are, as we heard, Sarah and Daniel Gingrich, a young couple with a son who are having a rough start to their family life. My wife Sarah and my son John and I were living with my brother's family in his house. Daniel's brother had taken us in after just getting married with a new baby. In our community, a lot of young couples live with their relatives, especially just getting started. For the women, it was a lot tougher. Uh, staying in the house, the men could get out, work, um, get away, and dealing with my sister-in-law was a little difficult. 
You can imagine so many Gingriches living in one house. It was very crowded and very stressful. <laughs> one thing that really upset me that my sister-in-law did was gave my son a spanking, a blacha, which he never even deserved. I didn't like coming home every night to see everyone in so much distress. I felt a little helpless. So I'd go to the workshop and start carving toys to give to my son. See, this story is very relatable. It is not easy dealing with in-laws, let alone having to live with them. And now you heard that. This woman's sister-in-law, she's laying the plotchka down on her <laughs> yeah, own Yeah, not okay, dude. You the can't plotchka. just lay plotchkas wherever you please. Yeah. I mean, but at least he he got to carve. Uh, well, the, yeah, the dad the dad is really good at noping out because he's like, yeah, I'll be in the basement making some custom toys. Which I watch this; they don't look very fun. These toys. He's no Phil Foss of Tyo Toys. He's not well, making. No, you know, he's not no making faces, killer. I hope. No, he's not making killer Batchquatch cars or porta potty banks. He makes he makes these like little wooden ducks with wheels. It's like terrible. Oh, do the ducks have faces? Is that allowed? Ducks can have faces, but his toys are really lame. But I don't know, maybe, maybe the toys, maybe that forces them to use electricity. Maybe Sarah buys a taser and she socks oh her sister-in-law. <laughs> oh my know. god. I don't think so. That's that's edging towards the path of, of demons in hell for that's us. The least likely thing. Hey, could you imagine how many gingriches in one house? <laughs> when, you, when you heard that, didn't you picture a bunch of new gingriches just living in a house? Of You're like, no, it's too many gingriches. All so, of all of the babies in diapers having gingrich faces baby and white new hair gingriches and running around. Faces. Yeah. That's all I can picture. You would be spanking them too, right? Just be stop running at around. At least. At the least. <laughs> and I don't mean to be so harsh to Daniel Gingrich, the toy guy. He is a simple yes, man with simple dreams. Daniel Gingrich has just two dreams to move his family into their own home and turn his love of carving toys into a real business. Yeah, those are my dreams too. Also also Dang. finding a big bag of money would be the third one. But that's a, <laughs> that's a nice life. Yeah, man. I would love to just find a big bag of money and then get to sleep whenever I want to. That's that's the ideal life. Yeah, make toys. And the men evidently have to do nothing. This is very, very old school where the women have to stay home and they're they're peeling carrots and spanking kids all day. The dad just comes over. <laughs> and says, I'll be in the basement after working. Bye. Well, look, I, I mean, I can peel carrots all day, too, as long as I get to peel them into toys. No, no, you don't. No, 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 no. Son of a bitch. He's like a full on like Santa cosplayer at this point (laughs) with the full beard just hanging out in his basement, whittling away at toys all night. (laughs) And he doesn't even have any elves. (laughs) Yeah. He's not allowed to have them because that would be an abomination in the eyes of the Lord. (laughs) Gingrich doesn't need him. But these Gingriches, as you can hear, they they have a problem. They have to get out of their in-laws house. So the kids aren't getting the plotchka from the strict relatives. <laughs> and dad dad can go make his toys in peace. So they start to house hunt. And Daniel Gingrich gets a very promising lead. Eventually, my English driver said that he knew of a place that was for sale and that he would take my wife, Sarah, and I to see the house after work. The property of the house was beautiful. It was perfect, at least seemed to be from the outside. Well, hello there, hi. Hi, come right in. What? But when we walked in, it was totally English. There was carpeting everywhere. Of course, there was electricity as well. Oh, no. I think you are really going to love this place. This is really solid. It was so English, so I was so hot, but even if you can have a love for the I don't think this is the right place for us. But I love it. I really do. Carpeting? 
What is this sorcery? What? Yeah, play soundboard six. The, the wife got so excited, she kind of stroked out. Uh, I think the idea of electricity and carpeting kind of like made her talk in tongues. Listen to this. It was so English, so I was so hot, Googie, but even at Hilva Kenna, but in love, fell in I thought she, she switched to like speaking a different language. Is that germlish? So it's she, some yeah, kind of mix. It sounded like she said "hot gooey" in there too, but I think what she did. I was, thought I heard "hot gooey." We're gonna hear. We're gonna hear a few clips. Play it again. I, she says "hot gooey." I think. It was so English, so I was so hot gooey, but in the hell of a kind of button love for Like I think, yeah, I think it's. I think you're right, Rob. She's switching in between languages. Sounds like when Drea's had like a few drinks and she's trying to like explain more than something. a few. I've had twenty drinks. <laughs> 20 drinks. We're we're going to hear a little more this later because they do translate this. Her brief slip into that soothing Pennsylvania Dutch when she says it's so hot and gooey, when she says it's so hot and gooey, that actually translates to it was so terrible looking. And after she says, but I couldn't help but fall in love with the house. And we're going to hear more clips where. Sarah will be speaking English and just finish her sentence in a completely different language. It sounds really cool, but also a lot of it is hot gooey. So, <laughs> but as hot and gooey and English as this may be, the seller that is a guy, an Englisher named Bill Johnson. Bill Johnson tells them something that would sway even the most Amish, Amish. The English homeowner said that the house was Amish built. In fact, it was originally built by the family of Jacob Stutzman, one of our bishops. It's an honor to live in a bishop's home. I remember hearing about Bishop Stutzman when I was very young, all of his sermons that he gave in church. He was a very, very good leader for the community. That made me think that maybe the house deserved a second look. I knew this would be a good house for them, and I was really afraid I was going to lose them. And I said, look, let's figure out some way for to make this work. Look around here. The, the things you're worried about are all on the surface. <laughs> He really wants to unload this place. And it is not that simple to Amishize a house because they they go on to say that they would have to take out all the carpet. They would have to take the wallpaper off. They would have to install a propane tank and they would have to convert all the appliances to battery power. It sounds like a nightmare to whoa, take on. Whoa, whoa. I didn't know that the Amish were even allowed to have batteries and, they can and have batteries they can have propane they can have why are they allowed to have propane it's not electricity that's why well how come they can't have natural gas then for their it's so, a loophole they they, have that? yeah they've worked out a little thing but this house is oh, completely is english so even though this house was built by an old bishop and it was originally an Amish house completely english now but this guy's like no 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 it's no problem we'll just pull you know we'll just pull the carpet off we'll make the place It'll look like fine. shit look, god will never know god will yeah. never know about this little bit of carpet on this little square patch here. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, Bill Johnson. Bill Johnson is very motivated to get the Gingriches into this place, and he tempts Daniel with a wicked plan. If you're concerned about the carpet, we can always have that taken up. And as far as the electricity is concerned, if you, you can either take it out, or if you'd like, we can leave it in. How does that work? Well, what you do is <laughs> you pay me, and I pay the electric bill. I pulled Daniel aside and said, don't lose this house over the wiring. You wouldn't be the first Amish person to move into a house with working electricity and leave it running. I didn't know the Englishman was trying to tempt Daniel with keeping the electricity. That's something that's forbidden for us. If he hits a he hits hot, nobody's immediately. 
<laughs> she did it again there. And yeah. that's another thing that makes this show so much more believable to me. She is so super Amish. And I don't <laughs> think she would lie about something like this. Play Soundboard 7. We got to hear that last part again. If he hits Agnes, he hits Haas normally the train immediately. It just sounds like immediately. Come again. It sounds like she switched between like Floridian and then Dutch. Like if he that hits Agnes, he hits Haas normally the train immediately. Immediately. That was not English sounds, sounds drunk. at all. Sounds like she's drunk It's again. not. She's just slipping into her Pennsylvania Dutch, and they translate it. What she says there is, if I would have known that, I would have turned down the house immediately. The, this husband, oh. he's trying to pull a fast one on God, and this other guy's like, look, don't worry. I'll pay the electric bill. You pay me. I, I Then your wife God's pays never God. Know. We, we got this. We, we can pull this off. You're not going to get in trouble. There's no demons coming. It's like a doll yeah, or anything. God hates electricity. All the other Christians who use electricity have been killed. Can you just turn so it off? Can you just go downstairs to the breaker and just turn the main yeah, breaker off? Yeah, I thought, and too. You totally could. Problem solved. Don't, don't hook it up. But no, I don't know why. It's still a pathway it's not, to, to, maybe to it's, hell. It's more about it being there at all is really the rule. It's, you're allowing Having a the pathway option. to hell yeah. being there. But you it's need heating you, and air conditioning and stuff, baby. I, no, I don't no, get no. it. No, no, no. That's what the devil wants. This guy's definitely trying. To, I wonder if this guy just tries to rip out or trick Amish people all the time. But before moving in, Daniel, he must consult his bishop. And the bishop tells him that he is not concerned with whatever resale value or any English or voodoo involved with buying this house. The bishop tells him all of the wiring and modern conveniences must be removed if you're going to live in here and still be Amish. So Daniel agrees. And every night he would spend his time converting this dream home. And he think about it. He's trying to convert this house. He has Sarah mm. bugging him because the in-laws, they're driving her nuts. So a decision is made. There were some nights he'd come home, didn't even sleep, go straight to work. There were even nights he never came home. And it's taking a toll. Daniel spends less time with his family and no time carving toys. The work was long and it was very <laughs> frustrating. So I ended up calling up the Englisher who had sold us the house. I had done some thinking about the offer that he had made us, about keeping the electrical in the house and allowing us to pay him, and I decided to accept his offer. It's a decision that Daniel and his family will live to regret. I think it goes oh, back no. to the toys again. I think the toys, him making toys, this is a real driving force. He wants to get back to his passion. Amishness be damned. Yeah. That's the thing, man. It's like you, you're not allowed to have fun. Fun is the devil's, uh, I guess, conduit. He's a real not fucking even... Geppetto, this, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Constantly wants to just be whittling his toys. He is. Play, I mean, play, we're going to play clip. Play clip 21, because I'm starting to question Daniel's commitment to this simple Amish life, especially when he says stuff like this. I wanted not only a computer on which I could look for jobs and a radio to work oh, by, but also the simplest things, a small light and power tools that I could use to craft the, the toys that I was carving for the children. As a committed oh, member much. of the Amish church, Daniel is expected to live by their rules, and if he breaks them, there may be a high price to pay. Comp 
computers, power tools. What is this guy talking about? They're going to shun his ass for this. You know it's coming. Like, this guy is way, way going past the line of Amishness. He's like, he got a little taste of electricity. He's like, well, you know, I could put a baby, oh, a computer. It's like, no, 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 no. You're Amish. You can't have any of this. If that, if his neighbor <laughs> finds out about it, he's literally going to be like, <laughs> I thought you were going to play burn it into hell, but that, that works too, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it does mean that. Holy crap. No, I mean, it's true, though. Like, th- these kinds of progressions have been happening little by little. Like, I've heard from other people, like I mentioned before, about the whole, some of them are allowed to have cell phones if they operate it only to further the family business. They don't they know really, they're at, at a disadvantage. They don't really frame it like that, but th- you could see how like he's just, he's got so pie in the sky. He's like, oh wow, he's like he's got the Pokemon eyes looking at his house. Like, man, I got plug in all kinds of charge a phone. Yeah, he's like he's like huge anime eyes looking at this place. He's so <laughs> excited, he can't wait. And the prospect of having electricity readily available has become this huge temptation for Toy Man Dan, and yeah, he starts to try hard. and justify this egregious disregard. For Amish law. Daniel said what he was going to do is plaster over the sockets in most of the rooms of the house and then leave one or two with a cover on them, something he could take on and off as he needed them. But he wasn't going to tell anyone. I was the only other person who knew. I told myself it was just a small infraction that I wouldn't take advantage of it. In fact, in the long run, it would allow me to spend more time with my family. Yeah, tell that to the Lord, Daniel. I love this justification. He's like, oh, this is actually going to make me even a better Amish. You know, all this lying and sneaking around I'm planning on doing <laughs> with this Englisher. It's going to be great. He's like, listen, I'm going to I'm going to like double and triple the amounts of donations I get to to God in church. If he just lets me. Listen, no. it's, it's just my little secret. No one else knows about this. <laughs> me and the Englisher. Yeah, but he's not Irish. <laughs> the so, Irish? Just, no. Whatever. This, their accent is so bizarre. Their accent is really, so honestly, bizarre. Honestly, it is. I know before I went into like a weird Minnesotan half Canadian thing. but It I, is I, a little I, bit of like a Minnesotan thing also. But it's right. also weird as all very it is. pilgrimish for some reason. I don't know. It's very strange. I don't know what trying to, I always go like. back to Irish whenever I try to it's, do it. You're definitely stuck in Ireland right now. Yeah. But that's fine. They're just <laughs> as weird. Are. I'm just kidding. They're slipping through multiple fine. languages. The woman can't even get through a sentence without talking about ooey gooey and all this stuff. So it but, was so English, so I was so hot gooey, but in my head, I still don't know wait. what the hot gooey meant. It makes me but want no, a cinnamon she, roll, like a cinnamon said, bun. Nice hot meant, gooey No, it meant bun. like the house was terrible or something like that. I, that it was so sound English. terrible. It sounds yeah, delicious. The house was gooey. Hot gooey. So we just heard, this Daniel guy, he is working to hide the outlets and computers from the rest of the world. And then, of course, strange things start happening in the house. A propane lantern, it lights on its own. But you don't know anything about a propane Mm-mm. lantern. It has to actually be lit by a, a flame. It needs a man. Yeah. It needs a flame, and it lights on its own. He starts seeing things out of the corner of his eyes and hearing unexplained noises. It's a floating lantern. Ah. Are you not getting away from me? This happened one night to him, just like that. <laughs> but he doesn't pay it much mind because he is just so focused on just like, ah, oh, I'm just going to have this electricity. It's going to be nuts. And once he moves <laughs> in, he uses light and power tools and his own little toy bunker. But he's being very sneaky. 
And I, I gotta say, I don't know how he hides the noise of power tools from his wife. It's not like his wife is watching TV or listening to her iPod. I'm assuming she just sits in silence most of the time. So I don't know. <laughs> I, how- I don't think that maybe like opiates are not against God's eyes. You know, like he's gonna like he can't hide electricity and power tool usage from God, but he can probably hide slipping like a Xanax. Well, his slip wife. his wife a zanny and go in the yeah. go in the basement and get busy on some toys. Why not? God God doesn't know what that is. Have you ever been in public and like you need to fart so you like cough at the same time? You're like no, <clears throat> and, you're, and like sneak it out. <laughs> but he's just in the basement, just like coughing, like as he's using coughing and using electricity. <laughs> A couple like, of volts at a time. <laughs> it's like Homer making alcohol. He's like, oh, kablooey. What was that? <laughs> but his his uh, hubris, his hubris about all this, because there was a lot going on. It would soon catch up with him when the electricity created toys started turning up destroyed in the house. With the aid of electricity, Daniel is able to produce a great number of toys to sell. As the Gingriches prepare for dinner, their son John goes up to his room to play with his new toy. Something Johnny? mysterious is stirring about, as strange forces can be felt throughout the house. All of a sudden, I heard, He told me the bishop stepped on it. Now, I know that children have imaginations, but I wasn't going to stand for this silliness. I wanted the truth. I had created a great sin and invited Satan into my home when I had made the toys. So the son, the son is telling them the bishop is breaking the toys, and the dad, who is lying to everyone, I mean, literally everyone, he does suddenly he wants the truth. I mean, it's like, come on, man. You know, I don't get it. Look, I don't know which one to use using electricity, but it's not me. Oh wait, sorry, different accent. I love how she the, broke into her crazy speed, like the the germlish again. Okay, she had well, like a little that, Missy Elliott thing insane. to it. A little, yeah, I, I think oh, okay, Sarah said something about Babble Cash or she said Babble Cash or Battle Cat. Let's hear soundboard eight. Mm. You know, I clipped it. All of a sudden, I heard e Babble Cat Grey <laughs> Dang. <laughs> what she says is, all of a sudden I heard someone quote, somebody scream and cry. That's what uh, Babble oh, or Babble okay. Cat means. Well, that's yeah. still kind of sexy when you think about it. But the kid, the kid talking about the bishop crushing his toy, the kid is not lying. Because in this show, they keep showing a creepy Amish ghost of the bishop Jacob Stutzman. Remember how the, the Englishman said, oh, an old bishop used to own this house. So he's using electricity hmm. in a house built by an old Amish bishop named Jacob Stutzman and that bishop is not happy that electricity is being used by an Amish so he's cr- it was a little like log cabin toy that the kid had he was so excited wow. you, see the, you see the bishop ghost just stomp on it he's like bah. what yeah it's pretty great <laughs> that's and then, just yeah. an asshole move yeah and then, that's like, why I the mean- mom says soundboard 8 again I love it all of a sudden I heard e babble cat creation they were not supposed to, I'm not supposed to laugh at that. But no, the thing that I really find like um, issue with is that they're not supposed to be able to believe in ghosts. And so for the idea of yes. one of the high, you know, head figures taking on the form of a ghost and doing that, it's like kind of flies in the face of it. Shouldn't that have like really challenged their faith? 
and made it, them it, like fight it, against it. The kid didn't really know. How, I mean, all the kids said the kid's little. He's just like, yeah, the bishop did it. And he's like, you're lying. And so you look at that. Dad, you've been lying about everything. Like, I guess you would know. Right. This <laughs> The bishop's ghost is such a hypocrite, though. He's been living in this house with the other people with electricity for how long? Exactly. The ghost has been he's, in this house that's been used. Like, he's by not worried about Englishers. the Englishers. He knows the Englishers going to hell. He's happy he's using <laughs> electricity. Yeah, that's fine with him. And the ghost of the bishop can't be exiled anymore. He's like, what are you going to do to me now? I'm already he's banished. He's not using any of that. He doesn't care. He just I'm wants just to quiet. Saying. Oh, he's done something else wrong. Look, the fact that this guy can even come back as a ghost means he he fucked up somewhere along the line in Amish rule. Well, well so speaking he's... of speaking of like effed up, if if dealing with a demon and a ghostly bishop wasn't enough to strike fear into Daniel, yeah, Daniel kind of knows the jig is up because besides crushing this kid's toys, the ghost bishop he's messing with Daniel more and more. He even knocks him out. Like it, he, I think he gets punched by the ghost and he tries to play it off. He's like, <laughs> "Oh, I fell down the the Amish stairs." <laughs> the, this bishop is not happy watching all this deception going on in his old crib and realizing that it is time to repent, Daniel has to take action. Started ripping out the wires from the walls as quickly as I could, praying the whole time for God to forgive me. While I was pulling the wires out of the walls, I found a Bible. Daniel believes it must have belonged to Bishop Stutzman. And when Daniel opens it, God's message is now revealed to him. Daniel feels a wave of fire has moved through his hand. Then I spun around and there was more writing, but this time on the wall. Confess your sins or face the fires of hell. I knew it must be a demon. I had made up for my sins. I had ripped out all the wires. Why would it be a demon? Wouldn't a demon want him to use electricity? This is the Amish bishop ghost, you dummy. That's exactly my one qualm with this whole thing. It's like, you think that every single person who uses electricity is being haunted? Because it's no. not the fact. It's not true at all. I think it's a perfect Why, storm. It's you. you yeah. know, it's such an honor to move into the old bishop's house. It's like, hey, he's going to judge everything you do, you know, from beyond. And this guy's the one thing we know about the Amish. Don't use electricity. He's like, no, nah, I think I could probably get away with it. I could probably get a computer. I can make some killer toys. I'll sell them on eBay. It's like, no, you're going to get busted. And he is but getting busted. Yeah, it's still silly because there's still so many people who never use electricity who still experience hauntings. And of course, billions of people who use electricity who don't experience hauntings. So it's. It's really, like I said, again, it's just it comes down to you and your your fears. It sounds like this toy maker guy, he needs a good rum springer. You know what I mean? Yeah. He needs, hold on. He's way he's too old for that. He's got uh, that he on his system. Us. He's we'll back. get a rum springer for him. He's got no, no he, place else. He needs else. a second one. He he's sounds like he's on borderline where he's like, he talks all this talk about being a devout Amish man. But, but he's then not. he also he's wants some electricity. He wants a computer. He wants a little lamp in the corner. Utilize, I don't think you know, so, man. He wants a little, yeah, he wants his own man cave. He's just like, leave me alone. I got my own little man cave where I can make killer toys. I want to see the toys he made. Yeah, later on. I mean, even though they did look like the same crappy, like they were like, no using these tools to make little cabins to get creative man like, like do something did, did he hear about what happened when the woman brought the doll to that other person's house all that shit that went didn't. down because he's about to get a computer you know how many or faces we... are on a computer a <laughs> hundred at least facebook that would what oh, imagine shit, yeah, an amish person of... seeing facebook they would just fucking explode 
Nah, I think that's they know true. About Those it. aren't graven in. Well, maybe you're right. I don't know. <laughs> it's this guy, well, we don't internet. really know what graven means at this point. Yeah, it means a doll with a face, just like a Cabbage Patch Kid is a graven image, according to these people. But if dealing if dealing with a demon and a ghostly bishop wasn't enough to strike fear into Daniel, he would also have to face the wrath of his wife. The old bishop had told me that Daniel was doing sinful things, like listening to the radio, using electricity. Oh, no. He kind of always had his stuff to do with him. Bald electric? But they're gone of this house. Near hen deer send here net. Good nook, gay sofa in the shire. I told him to leave and not come back until he confesses all his wrongdoings. The ghost bishop ratted him out to his own wife. There's no bro code with these spirit bishops. And no bishop code. He's in the doghouse. Big time. I can't even translate what she did that time. I didn't even clip it because this is a family show and I'm not going to repeat any of what she it's, just said. Yeah, Russ, it was really is harsh. Really, is this really a family show? Well, it is. Well, I'm not playing what she said. You, did, she finish, an Amish show. did she finish a single sentence in a complete single language while she did this? Or did she switch no, it up every all. single time she spoke? Because it sounds Pretty like much every time, every yeah. time she speaks, she just... Ch- Midway through her sentence, just completely forgets she's that she's pretty speaking much English. A human, she's like a human spirit box. She just changes channels. This part was so weird. The the ghost bishop finally got so sick of this guy cheating, he went, just went to his wife. He's like, hey, look, this is what your husband's doing. He's down there. He's making these toys. He's got a computer. She's like, wait, what? What, what are you talking about? So <laughs> Sarah is not too happy. And then after the ghost bishop rats him out, she rats Daniel out to their current living bishop, a man yes. named... A man named Bishop Miller, who shows up at their house the next morning, and together they all must face off against the evil house of Electric Lies. I told him that a demon that looked just like Bishop Stutzman had been visiting us, that he had crushed my son's toy, and that he had hit me on the head. Never starve it, father. It's far and dieful. At this point, the bishop believed a simple confession wasn't all we needed. When they arrive at the house, Something strange is going on. The electric lights went on throughout the house. I had just pulled out those wires with my own two hands. Slice! They stifle! Now! The dark spirits challenge the bishop, but there is no backing down now. Holy shit, indeed. Just like the first story, what the family ended up needing was an old-fashioned Amish exorcism. I guess so, if that's what you call it. It sounds... I don't want to say what it sounds like. The bishop is right, though. The bishop knows a demon when he sees one. And I gotta say, I didn't clip it, it is not holy shit that Daniel is screaming. He slips into his Amish. What he's saying, what sounds like holy shit is... It's, I have sinned in Amish speak, is what he's saying. Well, he just mm. says, I have sinned, not in Amish so, speak. So, holy shit in Amish speak. It's, I have sinned. I have sinned? Yes. Weird. Yes. Very weird. Well, then, that's, I guess, never mind. I'm not going to say how many <laughs> no, times I Oh, get it out. Why day. not? They're not going to hear any of this. This is the best. We could just, you know, cut. I completely... I forgot about the Irish mafia, though, so I'm a little bit scared now that those guys might show up knocking on my oh, door. Oh, come on. You're talking about Ryan <laughs> here. It's fine. As long it. as you don't believe in the things that they're afraid of, that you'll be fine. That's true. You know, just <laughs> just continue to be afraid of um, 
DT and you'll be all right. <laughs> okay. Good point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wonder your... what they would, what would happen if a UFO landed on an Amish person? Oh, dude, farm? they would lose. Honestly, I think they would all off themselves. I wonder if there's any stories of like Amish people having UFO experiences. You guys are getting way too distracted. We got a, a, a Amish exorcism <laughs> going on. This is not the bishop. This is an actual demon in the house. So now let's hear. Is it? It is. We're going to hear the thrilling conclusion. <laughs> Will this exorcism work? Will the family be punished? Let's find out. Suddenly, the flashing stops, and there is silence. <laughs> for Daniel's sin, his family is shunned for one year before they are allowed what? back into the church community. Though the house was exorcised by the bishop, the Gingriches can sometimes still feel an evil presence inside. They know they must remain vigilant or face the angry demon once again. A year of shunning? Man, I, I feel really bad for the wife and kid here because they were getting equally shunned just because his dad was super selfish. Dude, it, I mean, it really sucks, I guess. I don't speak from experience, but any kid that's growing up in re any really strict religion, you know, Jehovah's Witness, you're not allowed to have a birthday. And then, you know, Amish, you're not allowed to have a doll with a face. You can't have electricity or else it's demon time. It would have been real so, convenient if that happened at the beginning of 2020, though. If they got shunned like, right in the beginning of the pandemic. We're all shunned right? this year. It didn't, though. <laughs> well, may as well be shunned into camping for a year. This is awesome. Yeah, like we and, basically all experienced being shunned for a year. So, Except we got Netflix. But to keep it fair, though, the wife did get this all started by hating her in-laws. You know, she was like, she kind of egged <laughs> this all on. But still, no, I gotta, this is all on Daniel. I think he's a very selfish dude. I think he's trying to ignore the problems in his families. And he's also trying to ignore the he's trying to find weird loopholes in his own super weird religion. It's like, just of leave course. it. If you want to just be a computer dude who messes with toys, totally relatable. That's totally fine. But just get, like, to get just out leave of there. the religion. I guess. He, throughout this whole thing, he made the worst decision possible at every turn in here. He got tricked into getting the house. You know, he just he's constantly staying away, staying out of everything. Uh, that's it. That we're, this was the conclusion to this one. <laughs> wow. These, that these was were it. so long. I will say, they, they, I wanted this to be a trilogy. We could only fit these two in, and we still went long. I, I'm going to do, I am going to complete the trilogy on Patreon. There will be a third Amish Strangeness. But uh, before we close this out, Drea, what do you think of this story of Amish haunting? It's all terrible. This is, I can't believe that anyone's, I can't believe you're siding with Daniel and the Amish. Oh, no, uh, I no, hate you're, Daniel. You're I, not, I think Daniel's yeah, an you're idiot. you're not siding with Daniel. I'm siding with Daniel because he should be able to explore technology. Like, look, if they're believing in a god and that the god apparently gifted us with, like, intelligence, that we should be able to explore these things. Because, look, there's so many people that use technology for good, you know, mm -hmm. websites and uh, whatnot that help, you know, create networks for the homeless, for... Donations, it, GoFundMe's, it, you know, like how is that a bad thing? It shows thing? how little faith they have in their own people that they could not use technology responsibly. Exactly. And so they do not, so they're just not allowing it. Sarah, the yeah. wife, made some points in the beginning where she's like, well, you know, we don't use this because um, it's like a fuel of laziness and hatred and we'd like to keep that out of a community. Well, you can keep that out of your community and still use it. I mean, I, so I think most of the people to... I know are pretty healthy <laughs> individuals. They still use technology constantly. Rob is such a stand-up guy. Rob 
Bob might as well be a computer. It's like at this point. <laughs> what? So, he's such a good guy. He may as well be a computer. He's a great guy, but Rob's not out there messing around, you know? Like, you know, oh, I don't know. Yes, such a, is. Rob, 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 Rob how sinful you are. I used to be Amish, actually. I've been meaning mm-hmm. to tell you guys I this the whole that. episode. I actually believe that. I, I converted. You know, I had a feeling the whole time that I've known you. Yeah. Like, I kind of yeah. had a feeling. What's well, that weird hat you wear when we record? It kind of gives it away most of the <laughs> it time. It was how excited he got about editing episodes. It's like, no person in their right mind would want to do this. I'm it's on, on his horse, He's right out now. in the field. No, Rob's out in the field plowing <laughs> podcasts, taking out bad lines, taking out flubs. It's on his work. Someone's got to do it. But Rob, <laughs> I respect you. What are your final thoughts on this uh, on this story? I, I think it's funny that like they create these like menial rules, and then these weird rules have these intense, intense like backfiring ramifications where for doing something that everybody so many people do these things like exactly millions of people do these things every single day and this stuff doesn't happen so it i don't know i think that the amish are fascinating in a lot of ways but i also do find them very frustrating uh with like the way they treat (laughs) each other and the whole shunning thing and all that stuff um so i mean I, They're worse I, than I hipsters. Don't, I don't know where I sit with this. I, I think that it's possible that some of this stuff could be happening out there to these Amish people. I have to wonder with what you just said. Maybe, maybe we've been like vaccinated with like technology little by little. And like now we're like immune wow. to certain so demons topical, and Drea. shit. I know, right? I'm so good at <laughs> that. And we're just drones. They got it all figured out out there, not doing anything and <laughs> making their terrible toys for their kids and having their old bishop come and smash it and put it yeah, in Yeah, oh, place. there are definitely people out here who are very susceptible to faceless dolls. Yeah, they, they got they, ponies. Imagine, handle it. imagine if the one guy made a toy for the other family and oh god, like created this Hold whole on. like we're gonna save it another we're gonna get chapter. It, Deci- it would decimate them. Yeah. Well, the Amish multiverse is definitely coming. The Amish, the the, the ACU is coming soon. But uh, we got it, man. I don't even know what to do for a poll because we're wrapping this up. So I'm gonna say, <laughs> how about for a poll? Maybe you guys have some suggestions to put in. But I'm gonna say, what's the strangest thing about the Amish? And the choices will be the no face dolls, the no electricity rule, the in laws spanking. I don't know the shunning. <laughs> do you guys have any suggestions for the poll? I would like say, those? like, what would what what what's the easiest doorway into hell for the Amish? Sure. What's the easiest things? way to go to hell? The highway Amish? to hell, yeah. the pathway to hell. Yeah. Or... <laughs> It's one of those. It's definitely one of those. Well, it'll be the poll will be up there. Check it out. Look for it. There'll be something up there, and (laughs) there'll also be others. Non-Amish pathway devices. Unbelieverspodcast.com. Check out the bird auguries. Yes, go to unbelieverspodcast.com and let's move on. And like I said, we heard the best Amish song that was ever made. So it's Slim Pickens after that. So we're gonna move More on with it. this. We're gonna move on with this remix of an Amish auctioneer. Have you guys ever heard or attended an Amish auction? No, dude. Why would I ever do that? <laughs> of course. Well, what do you think I do it, every weekend? Rob Rob recorded this for us. It goes something <laughs> like this. Dollar, dollar, down, 30, 40, down, 50, 60, dollar, 75, 85, dollar, 100, dollar, down, one. And a quarter, one, a quarter, one, a half, one, 75, dollar, down, two, man. I'd tear down, quarter, I'd quarter, half, bid, two, 50, I'd two, 50, bid, two, and a quarter, down, two, and a half. I hold a bid, two, and a quarter, two, and a half.
Great recording, Rob. Thank you for getting that getting the field for us. I understood five percent of that English. That was fire. If that was English. Those bars right there. They do. The, the, there's a lot of great videos of Amish people either yodeling or doing auction things, and people. There's a long compilation of them with like rap beats behind them too. Very fun stuff. But surprised um, they have the free time for it. What else are they doing? I mean, I don't know. I guess they can't make toys. They can't mess around with the computer. They got to do something. Yeah. Might as well just drop the beat and start spitting it like that. It was pretty Underwater great. Underwater basket weaving. <laughs> They're still having fun. They don't need all these modern devil conveniences like we have. But um, nah. speaking of modern devil conveniences, one of them is the ability to use a phone and a voicemail. We have a voice mailbox. Ooh. There was something really fun we did last year. When we started the voicemail voicemail bag, do you remember we did a contest for soundboard clips? We wanted unbelievers oh, to yeah. call in, try to replicate some soundboard clips, maybe try to string a great sentence together. Do you remember Unbeliever Carol's unbelievable long string of yeah, soundboard clips? Yeah, it was the best. <laughs> yeah. It was like a short story that was all sound clips. And, she, and I'm going to do this again. I'm, I'm starting a new soundboard contest for this year. And the first prize this year is pretty great. I still have a few of those medals left that was sent to me by one of the Mike Army, unbeliever Mike Montross. He sent me those great, they're these metal, iron, these custom keychains. They're really heavy and nice. These aren't going to be a grave, but one of you <laughs> will win one of those, and I'll think of some other prizes too. But I, I want, we want some new, fun, soundboard-related voicemails. So give us a call at 469-420-0114. You guys excited for this? Because we need to yeah. spice up the voicemail. All we're getting now is a guy who's got a court date coming up, and they keep reminding us about it. I don't know what's what? going on. Are are you are we sure we're not like accidentally listed as somebody's like contact information for their court information? Like that's, Look, if, if the court information has a yeah. soundboard clip Yikes. in it, they might be in the contest. But I don't I, even know I, what area need, code this is. We need some more. It's area code four six nine, of course. Yeah, but what does that mean? Like, I don't know. I thought that? it was just the internet. It's just a it's just a oh, voicemail okay. account somewhere in space. <laughs> I'm going. Well, our mail partner space. is from Texas, I think. So if that that is anything, make sense. I'm pretty sure right. it might be Texas. Yikes. But forget, forget him. I'm really excited. <laughs> I want. I, can't. I want more fun. Soundboard recreations. You got some new ones to work off. Rob, play a couple. Man, play one of the ones from tonight. Uh, we had some great ones, the sound clips tonight. Let's hear you. I want to hear someone maybe talk normally and then start going babble, 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 zebel bob, or whatever that lady said before. It was so English, so I was so hot gooey, but even at head of a kind of button, love falling in So throw some hot gooeys in there. If you want to throw some weird Patreon clips, like fascinating or any of the other weird things, if you want to say, I die, you insult me with a lie. We want oh, to hear yeah, it all. Please do. I, I like when you guys chime in with those. They are so fun. And we we put you on the soundboard for that. So that's it. Go check that out. And man, this was man, we came back just shot out of a cannon. This has been a longer episode for us. So we just have one more thing to do. What's that, Drea? Look at poll results. <laughs> This week's poll, who would win the Lake Monster Bash? And the choices were the Bear Lake Monster or Water Demon or the Dovachu or the Dorku, Drea Mora God, that sounds or like other. Four options. Yeah, but Drea Mora, what do you think the Unbeliever said? You, you like, do you think they said Bear Lake Monster or Dorku? I think they're going to go with the, the Otter King. The, the Otter King. You're going down. You're going with Dorku. What about yeah. you, Rob? I got to go with Bear Lake Monster because the other guy's just a dork, man. 
Okay, well, Yikes. congratulations, Rob, with shit. 10.53% of the vote. It is the Bear Lake Monster. Congratulations, Bear Lake Monster. I don't know, maybe give him that, uh, that new sound bite we have. You know, the new one, the champion. He just won. <laughs> Champion. Okay. Congratulations, fine. Bear Lake Monster. But of course, there are others. Who would win the Lake Monster Bash? My girl Nessie Bitches signed Steve the Man Feltham. Thank True. you, Steve the Man Feltham. We don't have a Nessie one, but we have this. I'm finding Bigfoot bitches. Or Nessie. Oh, God. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Steve the Man Feltham. Who would win the Lake Monster Bash? Nessie would beat these overstuffed otters with one flipper tied behind her back. Signed, K-Mill. Yeah, oh, really? K-Mill. I agree. Nessie's okay. not in this fight, guys. I know. <laughs> Nessie's no one's not in that. this fight, all right, guys? Sorry. That's why they're going others. They're inserting <laughs> people in there, and it's fine. <laughs> Great guess. job, K-Mill. Who would win the Lake Monster Bash? Bloop. Signed, Unbeliever Carol. Oh, Unbeliever Carol likes. Wait, we have that clip for that, don't we? This was the animal that had made the bloop. <laughs> okay, thank you, Unbeliever Carol. Who would win the Lake Monster Bash? The Lake Ejaculate Bloodlog. Signed, Rococo Style. Thank you. We went to this room. There was this bow on this table, and I was supposed to ejaculate into the bow. You know, I just listen to the organ playing when that uh, that clip goes. I just I usually get, into get the lost music. in that. I just ignore what he's saying. Thank you so much to uh, of the Rococo style that embellished the building. It, it did embellish the building. It embell embellished it so much. Yeah, we both are <laughs> printing on that tonight. Thank you so much, Rococo style. Who would win the Lake Monster Bash? They set their differences aside, discover their similarities, fall in love. The Dorku Demon is born. Signed, Aww. Pants Filler. That's a nice Aww. ending to it. That, that's why it took those two weeks to figure it out. That's what they were doing this whole time. Uh, we got a clip for that, right? Dorku. <laughs> yeah, Dorku. Dorku. The Dorku demon is born. Thank you so much to the guy who is... Be throwing up and filling my pants. Thank you, Pants Filler. That's a good one. Who would win the <laughs> Lake Monster Bash? The Dorku is attacking. This is intense. What, what happened? They're kissing. Oh, my. Now oh. they're... Fascinating. Sign the Machinist. <laughs> Man, people are shipping this battle. This is this is a weird battle. I like the clip she got because he's. He, Wait, what happened? I'm, yeah, they're kissing, know. and now they're. Fascinating. <laughs> oh wow! So Thank That's you, Machinist, so much. <laughs> Thank you, Machinus, a.k.a. Normal Mike Henry. Check out the Normal Mike Henry podcast. He's got a new show. It's really awesome. Hell yeah. Who would win the Lake Monster Bash? A prisoner escaped and yelled, I'm free. A little kid comes up and says, so what? I'm four. Signed, <laughs> Maya Buttreeks. Thank what? you, Maya Buttreeks, for that great joke. <laughs> good, good <one>. Thank you. <laughs> I might have to. You might be in the lead. I don't know why. Thank you, Maya. <laughs> but reeks. <laughs> Who would win the Lake Monster Bash? You know, I asked a psychic parrot, and he told me that David Attenborough would win. Something about that soothing voice. Signed, Kosher Leviathan. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. And psychic parrot. I. I it just makes me think of this. <laughs> 
Bring back the poo doo poo. Thank you so much, Coach Leviathan. Who would win the Lake Monster Bash? Have you ever noticed backwards the names are Monster Lake Bear versus OK Rod? Oh, signed. What? Signed, no. Russ of Yorkshire. Good point, Russ of Yorkshire. Is okay, that true? Rod is Dorku backwards. Okay, Rod, I love it. Well, Give him a rod. That way. I, mm. Oh, no, Vampire Rod. <laughs> Thank you, Russ of Yorkshire. You're in the lead. Uh, <laughs> Ru- you're Russ of Yorkshire, but I'll always be. Ryle Russell, Ru- Russell Ryan. I said his name backwards. <laughs> you Man, should say his name Teddy backwards. Back. All right. Thank you, Ted. Man, I love that. Okay, Rod. R- Dork- oh, thank you. Who would win the Lake Monster Bash? Herbert? Herbert. Son yes. Joe's B. Oh, what? people keep entering people, but that's what others are for. And he thinks that Herbert. Herbert. Okay, that's in the lead for me because I like the throwback. That's a rare, rare clip. We haven't played that I love one in it. a long time. And that's Queen Elizabeth's lizard, right? And then yeah. Prince Andrew just passed away. Herbert Herbert is on the rise. <laughs> Herbert Herbert Good. got extra energy from his passing. Good. Great job, Host B. Who would win the Lake Monster Bash? Dovarku was kind of cool. Ba- Bear Lake Monster, sort of Wongster. But even without a chew, wouldn't Ronan do for us do? Wait, what? what language was that? Was that in Jewish? It might have been think, Amish, yeah. I think a little Pennsylvania Dutch is in this. It says, Dobarku is kind of cool. Bear Lake Monster, Sword, or Wongster. But even without a Q, wouldn't Ronin for us do? Signed, John Titor. T-E-A-T-O-R. Titor. Oh, thank no. You, that's the wrong you, one. John Titor. I don't know. Give him a Dorku. Wait, what's his name, though? His name, John Titter. Titor. <laughs> he's, he's definitely a teeter on this, but... I, I want to give him a Dorku for that. Uh, that was actually good. It made us think. Dorku. Thank you. Who, who would win the Lake Monster Bash? Sometimes you just got to tuck into her insides. Son, left-handed buckle grabber. All right. Tuck okay. into those insides. Left-handed. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I remember gripping my belt buckle with my left hand, I think it was. Yes, thank you so much, left-handed buckle gripper grabber. Who would win? <laughs> Who would win the Lake Monster Bash? Dormammu, 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 Dormammu. So oh my Dr. goodness. Strange. Thank you, Dr. Strange, yeah. for chiming in. That was very Dr. aggressive. Reference. I like it. Very good. Who would win the Lake Monster Bash? Don't worry, Chew. I choose you. Signed, Ash Ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. All right. That's, that's pretty my list good. Right now. <laughs> I really like that. You got to give it to him. Come that's on. good. Dorku. I choose you. Thank you, Ash Ketchup. Who would win the Lake Monster Bash? I think we all have to accept that Skeletor, the master of the universe, would be both of them. Signed, Blue Box UFO. Of course, Blue Box UFO. I would hope so. Skeletor, the master of the universe. He's not in this fight either, though. It doesn't matter. This is others. This is where they can face off against whoever they... But two people put Nessie up, and people are putting all kind of stuff up. Herbert Herbert was in there. Yeah, Herbert's in there. There's a lot of guys in this fight. It's like a Mortal Kombat (laughs) tournament that never happens. Thank you, Blue Box. In in Mortal Conflict. Conflict, yeah. And go check out Mortal Conflict. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) We're not getting money from them, Russ. Don't give them time. And our final one for this evening, who would win the Lake Monster Bash? A bear that stares is a bear that dares. Signed, (laughs) 
Bop Midler. Thank you, Bop Midler. Uh, we got something for a bop, though. We don't huh? have any bop clips. All right, I'll just give you... You take the nunchucks and you bop them on the head. Thank you so much. But, man, a lot of good of us tonight. We've been gone for a couple of weeks. I want to thank you guys for uh, for coming in with all these great ones. I'm going to go over a few. We had uh, who would win the Lake Monster Bash. My girl Nessie, bitches, signed Steve the Man Feltham. We had Kay Mill with Nessie would beat these overstuffed otters with one flipper tied behind her back. A lot of people pulling for Nessie. We had Unbeliever Carol with Bloop. We had Rococo wow. style with the Lake Ejaculate Blood Log. We had <laughs> Pants Filler with they set their differences aside, discover their similarities, fall in love, the Dorku Demon is born. <laughs> I like that one. We had the Machinist with the Dorku is attacking. This is intense. What what happened? They're kissing. Oh my, now they're fascinating. Great one, Machinist. We had Maya Butt Reeks with a prisoner escaped and yell, I'm free. A little kid comes up and says, so what? I'm four. We had Kosha Leviathan <laughs> with, you know, I asked a psychic parrot and he told me that David Attenborough would win. Something about that soothing voice. We had Russ of Yorkshire saying, have you ever noticed backwards the names are Monster Lake Bear versus OK Rod? <laughs> we <laughs> I had don't think so. Hose B with Herbert Herbert. We had John Titor with Dobarku is kind of cool. Bear Lake Monster sort of wongster. But even without a chew, wouldn't Ronin for us do? It's so hard to read. Thank you. The person was just typing in random words. I, don't know. I think it auto-completed his yeah. thing, but thank you. We had the left-handed buckle grabber with sometimes you just got to tuck it, tuck into her insides. Ugh. We had Dr. Strange with Dormammu, 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 Dormammu. We had Ash Ketchup with Dobar Chu, I choose you. <laughs> <laughs> We had Blue Box UFO with, I think we all have to accept that Skeletor, the master of the universe, would beat both of them. And finally, Bop Midler with, a bear that stares is a bear that dares. <laughs> I'm going to ask that you, Dreamora, who do you think won this week's poll? Oh my God. As much as I really love that last one, it, it was great. And then I really appreciate the throwback to Herbert Herbert from Host B, but... As far as it being on point and being great, I got to give it to Ash Ketchup. Dobarchu, I choose you. Don't even ask okay. me. I'm giving it to Ash Ketchup, too. All right. <laughs> All right. I can't even fight. I don't have the votes to knock them out, people. I'm sorry. I'll, I will give my own my own little uh, runner-up to... You better have that new clip ready, too. I'll give my runner-up to Russ of Yorkshire, but congratulations, <laughs> Ash Ketchup with Dobarchu, I choose you. You just won this week's poll results. <laughs> Champion. Can I play the real winner clip though too? Because I miss it. It's I don't know, so man. Because that now. one's yes. like it's terrifying. <sighs> we gotta mash those yeah, two up. We together. needed that. Well, we've come to the end of the program, but before we go, Drea Mora, do you have anything you would like to say or plug? Um, yeah, we've got some new products and recently for Spirits and Spirits podcast, and we're about to launch the Patreon. So. Um, stay tuned for the link for that because that's exciting, I think. That's very exciting. I want some stuff. I want some Spirits and Spirits merch. It's I want to be on that Patreon. I want to be on those episodes. Uh, <laughs> what about what about you, Rob? You got anything to say or plug? 
Check out, there's a new episode of Baby Yoda's Escape Pod out. We're back. Woo! For the first time in, I would say, what month a is year. it? It's uh, April. About so yeah, two for or the three first months. time in like four months. Um, <laughs> so we're going to finally finish the second season of The Mandalorian. And uh, so we just released episode 15, chapter 15, the Bill Burr episode. It's very fun, me and Russ. <laughs> That's what it's called, the Bill Burr episode. It's called, it's called, it should be called, called, called the Believer. should be called the Bill Burr episode, but it's a fun one. Me and Russ get into it. You get to hear about how Russ hates scarves, go check it out oh wow yeah, i forgot about my scarf brand it's been so long <laughs> and uh yeah i kind of save this for last and i don't i don't want to be a downer ever but uh my plug for this week our buddy friend of the show you hear him every week you've heard us interview him the man who was abducted by wrinkly aliens calvin parker he's having some health problems right now he recently had another surgery yesterday and he started a gofundme to just help with some of his medical bills and we put it out there on social media. I want to say thank you so much. A lot of unbelievers have stepped up. Very generous. Amazing. Donating to this. Uh, thank you so much. We're going to have a, Rob, can you put a link in the description of the show for his GoFundMe? Can we do that? Let's just go help out our boy Calvin. I mean, he's getting up in age and he is not doing great. And, and anything will help. And, he's and one of the it. real ones. He really he is. And, He's, He's just also hero. a sweet guy. He's also just a really nice guy. And we, Russ and I have had the pleasure to talk to him. Russ has actually hung out with him a few times. Um, we love the story. I'm sure anybody who's listened to the Unbelievable podcast knows the Wrinkly Alien story. So, yeah, shout outs to our Mitch. buddy, Calvin. Yeah. So, so Calvin Parker's GoFundMe. That, that's all I got to say. The Unbelievers podcast host today were Dre Amora and me, Russ Ryan. Our producer and soundboard engineer is Rob Oakey. You can go get our tarot cards at unbelievablepodcast.com. You can join our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash unbelieverspodcast. New stuff coming. Patreon packages coming soon. Waiting on some merch and a new episode coming. You can follow us on Twitter at unbelieverspod and Instagram at unbelieverspodcast. Our Facebook group is the Unbelievers Podcast Network or the Unbelievable Podcast network and check out that merch store at t public the link is in the description we've got all kind of great stuff there and thank you so much to our patrons sandy and deborah Foles, chad buta chris stroker jeffrey hartsnarf Luis peon 8-bit melody jenny dyer christopher balderama david egglehoff pansy jt sprankland vic Voss, little bb dr hortega tyler ventura adam devorak corrupted mass michael phillips weary axel carol valley manny mq ultra cjp Braden hit raymond well todd x christopher panici the moon the judge Moon, Mike Henry of the Mike Army, Bryce Cornerberger, Jugaburger, Dawn Bright, <laughs> Shannon, Lou Ferrigno, Tom O'Connell, Mark Braun, Donna Bands, Jenna Stevens, Cat Chaos, Jason Kelly, Mike of the Mike Army, Brian Ashton, Michael Army, Armenta, Jack Ass, Wombat <laughs> Preservationist. Our musical advisor is Pandora3373, who had light duty this week because of Weird Al. Our official composer and theme song creator is Unbeliever A.A. Ron, a.k.a. Aaron Schill. Follow him on Instagram at the Aaron Schill. Our official graphic designer and card maker who designed our logo is Raymond Rowell. Check out his work at P. Raven Creative on Twitter and Project Raven Creative on Instagram. Our official unbeliever listening between the stations for a message from Art Bell is Scott E. Ooh, Our official nice. Hazmat Lou is Hazmat Lou. I like that. <laughs> yes. Love him. Tight. Our official unbeliever still without a title is Nicholas Aristavi. Our official unbeliever Racing Puck Wudgies is Joe Filler. Our official Hawaiian Paranormal Investigator is Green Finhawk. Our official resident Sagittarius is Cosanton. Our official Mad Mad is unbeliever Adam. Our official Mothman Enthusiast is Michael Shields. Our official unbeliever's MUFON Inside Band is Chris DeMareas. Our official unbeliever Peacefully Eating a Hamburger is Michelle Durham. Our official unbeliever's Time Traveler is Taylor Nelson. Our official Ghost Hunter is Amelia Childs and Ghost Hunting in New England. The 
just finished up, I think it's season four. Go check that out after you watch Hubie Halloween on Netflix. Our official senior European correspondent is K. Mill of the I Don't Know podcast. Our official guardian of that bench is that Kraken Stacker. Our official alien bopper is Nunchuck Bob. And this week's Unbeliever Focus is Unbeliever Jack Ryan. Who has a birthday coming up? Aww. This is a nice shout out, right? Aww. A birthday of thing. Of course, birthdays are great. Love Jack. Jack Ryan, man, they grow up so fast. So, to Jack Ryan, from everyone here at the Unbelievers Podcast, we just want to say, Me Avenger D, a good birthday. <laughs> All right, good night. <laughs> hot gooey. <laughs> oh, hot gooey.